Welcome to the 15-Minute Revolution Podcast with Rich Gibbs. Hey, this is a podcast that seeks to equip you with the Word of God and inspire you to make a difference with your life. My name is Rich Gibbs, and I'm the director of Cutting Edge Missions, a ministry committed to making a difference in the world with the gospel through short-term missions. Today is part two of my interview with Rick Mitchell. If you haven't listened to part one, be sure to go back and listen to that so you're up to speed with where we are today. Rick has an amazing story and mission. I had a great time doing this interview. I hope you're going to love it as much as I did. Here is part two of my interview with Rick. So you're teaching them, equipping them, Mm -hmm. and sending them. Yes. The first class they're doing, it's Gospel of John. Okay. The next class they have lined up will be on um, sports ministry. The next one is on sharing Christ uh, through skills training, as I was talking earlier, the share ministry. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a how to preach class. Okay, so now you're teaching them how to actually lead Bible studies, mm-hmm. how to teach the Word of God, how right. to preach messages. So you're training leadership as well. That's right. Are all those people that are going to the school all leaders or some are leaders and some are is it a mix of people? I would say right now they're all pastors and leaders. Uh, as so it goes so along, so when they're four, so there's 400. So when there's 400, these are 400 leaders. Those are pastors or maybe they're helper pastor. You're probably talking about 250 300 churches represented there. And I say a church may only be five people under a tree. Yeah. Or it may be 20 people. Yeah. Most of them run 20 to 40. Okay. But there's still local churches oh, yeah. in those communities. And those 400 aren't just people, which would be great if they were. That's fine if yeah, they right. were. But they're actually leadership. They're representing so they're So they're representing many other people and when they come. I asked Anaki, I said, Anaki, about how many people are we talking about? He said, well, we got the, so many signed up that you're going to send a link to. But he said the average is everyone sends out five to 10 links also. Oh, okay. So you want to make so what so what happens is he sends them out to their five or ten links, and so that four hundred is actually potentially, uh, you know, four thousand, three to four thousand yeah. people represented uh-huh. represented because they're all going to be impacted by that same teaching, right? That is going and, on, and in some places they may all be pastors who get that link, right? And they're. And those linky people, they can send out links to other linky people. Absolutely. I mean, you can go all over the place. And especially when you're recording it because they can, they, you can repurpose that and listen That's to it right. later. Let me ask you this question. So I hear this a lot, uh, and I've heard it a lot over the years, that there's a need for pastoral training and leadership training. I'm sure you truly believe that mm-hmm. in your heart. Why is that necessary? Because when a person says... I believe God's calling me to the ministry. Right. They're saying he's calling me to the academy. You've got an uneducated ministry isn't anything special. Uh, I'd rather have uneducated Hindus than educated Hindus in Hindu religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they don't know anything, they're right. not going to hurt you as much. Right. But or hurt the, not that they can hurt the gospel. God's always going to be on top. But right. it's important to have trained men leading the churches yes because if you don't you get any kind of doctrine in they're teaching anything yes I if you don't you. believe that just look at some of our churches here in the u.s when the even a pastor who maybe went to a bible school or seminary if he's not constantly training and staying in the word he'll drift off right they drift off into all kind of things and they're that aren't in scripture most folks not less overseas or even here, don't even know how to judge a doctrine when they hear it. So when you're teaching them in the school 
and you're training them and you're equipping them, you're just making sure they're staying true to the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. They're staying true to uh, correct doctrine, right. and they're not going off the rails. You, you, you ground them in the word because if they're not in the word, they're in trouble, and their people are in trouble. Our people hurt because of a lack of teaching. Right. Well, that's what the Bible says, too, that, yeah. that my people perish for lack of knowledge. That's right. And in a lot of those cultures, they have been steeped in other beliefs for so mm-hmm. long, it could be easy for them to morph into combining oh, yeah. things together, mixing things together. And then you have a mix of voodoo and Catholicism as, a, as an example right. of that. It's easier to mix truth and falsehood than it is to stand for truth. Ooh, that's good. Hey, that'll write. You can put that down in your book. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be an Instagram post. Okay. Right, there you go. But it really is. Yeah, no, that's I mean, good. That happens I like all that. the time here. Well, I don't really want to tell them the wrong. I bet we can just, in essence, can't we just have it together? I've had people ask me, can't we just worship God and Allah together? They're different. They're not the same. Yeah. Tell me about India. So you guys do work in India as well. Yeah. And you were just telling me the other day that uh, COVID has just absolutely oh, man. Ramp- yeah. had a rampage in that, mm-hmm. that region. 3,000 leaders. 3,000 pastors. The email that I got was 3,000 pastors. What happened? In northern India have died from COVID. And the reason is, well, whether or not they've been vaccinated, they don't care. Their people were sick. They went to minister to them. Right. I mean, think, think of what that says. You know, safety is not a value in the Christian life. Yeah. And so we have to understand that. Yeah. Do you think safety was a top priority to the, past, to, uh, the Apostle Paul? No. I don't think he it was at gone. all. You and I may not be Christians, might not be Christians if it, that was a value. Right. I mean, Paul, you know, he'd go to, what's his plan? He'd go to this city, he'd preach, they'd say, Paul, get out of here. They'd beat him up, throw him out. And then he'd say, let's go to the next one, guys. He'd go in there, preach in the synagogue, they'd throw him out, then they'd beat him up, throw him out of the city. He'd do that three or four times, and then Peter would say, we're going to call an audible? Yeah, we're going back. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm getting at is that in our lives today, God, you know, faithfulness may not, may result in your death. Yes. And we have to be okay with that. That's right. So it sounds like because of the 3000 leaders who have died because of COVID, there's now a massive need for leadership development. That's right. To take over those churches. Right. I talked, I contacted my very good friend in uh india in delhi land and he who has has had me do a lot of conferences there and i said let me know when we need to start setting up pastor training for your for the new crop of men who'll be coming in because they won't have anything right and i totally believe that you can just you can pray and ask god to help you but most of the time it's not god's proof it's not god's lack of desire to help us and train us it's our lack of desire to hear it absolutely (laughs) absolutely it takes sometimes the discipline of a syllabus in a class to get you to study the word of god yeah i know i studied more when i thought i might make a b c or d or f than uh i just i'll do it on my own god whenever i get around to it right and may may your holy spirit bless me well he'll do that but i find that you got to be disciplined and you got to be in on it and doing it that's right and a class helps you do it 
Rick, I'm going to bring the plane in for a landing. Okay. You are 72 years old. That's right. You know, I think of that scripture in Psalms chapter 92 that says, in old age, they'll still be bearing fruit fresh and flourishing. Wow. Fresh That's pretty good. and I gotta, flourishing. I got to put that one up Those on the Those who wall. are planted in the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's you. You know, you could live out your life, your golden years in retirement, and you could relax and say, you know, I've lived a good life, and I just want to take it easy and, and relax. It seems to me like you're going harder than ever right now. You could retire, but you're not going to retire. You're not, no. You don't want to retire not. because you want to spend your life investing in the work of the gospel, getting the word of God out until you can't do it anymore. Am I correct or That's not? That's right. My, my wife and I are both that way. She's 72. She's older than me by six months, and, uh, which is fine. And, uh, but she uh, goes as hard as she can. I do too. She has some uh, medical problems that make it tough, mm -hmm. but she still goes at it. And uh, I, I, we both do everything we can. Is it the same doing it at 72 as it was when you were 20? No. But on the other hand, the spiritual part of it is just as exciting. I believe that you're 72, I'm 54. I believe that as we live and do the work of the ministry, we have to get younger. And what I mean by that is we have to start trending up the next generation mm -hmm to impact the world with the gospel That's right. because we're not going to live forever That's right. and we're not going to be able to do this forever. That's but if right. we equip and train and inspire and stir up people to do the work of the ministry at the younger age, uh, in that younger age demographic in that gen X and gen Y and gen Z, if we can do that and bring them up, I believe that we can, we can make more advancements, continue to make more advancements after we die more after we died than yeah. when we were living. That's, oh, definitely. I think I have, and my wife too, has more wisdom now and more knowledge now, and it accumulates faster as you get older because you have more to draw from. It accumulates faster and mm -hmm. more as you get older. Mm -hmm. When I was 25, I was not amassing knowledge and wisdom as fast as I am now. Right. Does that make sense Yes, to you? it does. All right. So um, you want to use everything you've got you want to burn out for Jesus. And uh, <laughs> Absolutely that's, that's the, does that mean that your value is in whether or not you can make a lot of plane trips or whether or not you can write a hundred books? No, your value is that you are of infinite worth because Jesus Christ died for you. Mm -hmm. So you go doing what you can as you can. And some people can do this much. Some can do that much. It doesn't have anything special. You just keep at it and you keep going. And it's just like on a ball team, you'll be doing different things, different days, but you do what you can as you can. So somebody's driving down the road right now. Somebody's working out at the gym. Mm -hmm. Somebody is walking their dog and they're listening to this podcast. What do you hope they take away from this conversation? God is totally faithful. He can totally be trusted and do the most selfish thing you can possibly do. Give your life to him. Let him make the sh shots. Give up all control to your life. Mm -hmm. Be selfish. Give it up all. And that, that way you will get the very best. Mm. That's good, Rick. 
Um, one, I got one more question, and then uh, we're going to get people connected to your ministry. But so we've talked about this a few times, and I, I wanted to just talk with you a little bit about it. Do you have a daily routine where you study the word or have a devotional time? Tell me, tell me about that. Walk me through what you do on a on a regular basis. Okay. I know we, you know, we be as consistent yeah. as we can. But what is it a typical time with the Lord look like with you? I get up in the morning. It has varied throughout my life. Now it's around six thirty or so, and I'm spending an hour to an hour and a half in Bible study, and then I do thirty to forty minutes of heavy workout in terms of exercise mm -hmm. in the summertime i'll add to that by some ball playing in the afternoon my bat my wife bought me a 70-foot batting cage and pitching machine many years ago and yeah. so i'm out there playing every afternoon at 72 at 72 because if you stop it's hard to start back right don't ever stop do you look forward to that time in the morning that you have with the lord that that when you get up and open the word is that you're meeting with him that fellowship with him i do but let me tell you people who will say you, you think well, man, I must not be much a Christian because that doesn't sound exciting. Let me tell you something. The two hardest disciplines of my life are physical exercise and spiritual exercise. So you want to do those first? I, uh -huh. I can think of all kinds of reasons not to do them. Mm -hmm. But when I finish, I think, oh, it was so worth it. <laughs> and I can tell the difference. And don't think that it, you should, if you don't run and just run in and want to do it, it's not valuable. No, you just say, Body, get yourself in there, sit down, open up the Word, and get started. That's good, Rick. And the same thing, exercise. Body, get on that cycle and get going. Or get on that, get on the trail and get running. And when it's over, get on the floor and do your stretches. Just do it. Absolutely. It's like marriage. Yeah. The emotions will not do a lot. It's the discipline and commitment to it. Absolutely. Rick, this has been a blast. I've had a lot of fun with you. This has been a great conversation. It's been inspiring to me. We definitely want to have you come back on the show and uh, give us a progress report. If people want to get involved in some way, whether they want to serve with you uh, with a team, whether they want to pray for your ministry, whether they want to uh, give financially, whatever they want to do to partner with you, how do they do that? Where do they go? I would go to the website, sports recplus.org s-p-o-r-t-s r-e-c-p-l-u-s dot org sportsrecplus.org will tell you the basic stuff we have another site but that site will help you get there and the other thing you can just call 571-278-5987 excellent but the website will do the whole thing sportsrecplus.org and from there I'll just tell you how to get the app and all this kind of stuff. You can listen to podcasts and all that. That's great. And we're going to have it in our show notes. So we'll have links in the show notes so people can, as they're listening to this, they can go to the show notes and they can link on it and go right to your website okay. and right to uh, the contact information that you had. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man and doing a lot of things, and I really appreciate you being here on the show. Uh, we're better because we were here oh, wow. talking to you. So thank you so much, brother. Well, thank you so much. It has been great. Let, I really appreciate this opportunity. Amen. Let's let's pray this out. Can I pray this out? Yes, please. Lord, I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity to be here with Rick. And God, I just want to thank you that you have inspired me and you have inspired the people listening to this show as a result of, of being here with us in this conversation. Lord, I pray that you would inspire people to, to 
do the work of the ministry with their life to, as Rick said, to be faithful, number one, to receive you into their life, to commit their life to you, to walk out the high calling and the purpose you have for their life, to fulfill the ministry that you have for their life. And Lord, I pray for Rick's ministry. I pray for his work all around the world, that you would continue as he devises his plan to direct his steps. I pray for your protection. I pray for your uh, provision. I pray for your blessings. I pray for opportunities. And I pray that his work on this earth will outlive him by a hundred years or more. In Jesus' holy name we pray, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the 15-Minute Revolution podcast. If you'd like more information about this ministry, be sure to go to our website at 15minuterevolution.com. Love you guys.